In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Wallace Francis. So you um, started discipling uh, some of the guys in football? Yeah, I, I, uh, I remember starting a Bible study. Uh, when I came back, I had a Bible study for about three years with some uh, former teammates of mine. And, and we began to go through books. I remember one, from one of the first books we went through was Tozer's Knowledge of the Holy. Mm-hmm. And so in Attributes of God. So I would take people through various books. So when I met with men, I would take them through books that I thought was going to help them to grow in their faith. Uh, you know what I like about that is it's not like you're bringing all this knowledge and dumping it on a guy. You're saying, let's walk through a book together. Um, but you're also not going to the bookstore and just looking for your favorite author. You've, it sounds like you've selected some strategically some books that really need to be Im- – the content needs to be imparted into the lives of other men. So J.I. Packer's Knowing God yes. I know has been powerful for you. Let's give our listeners just a few books that you have found impactful for you, and maybe they'll uh, read them and walk somebody through those. What Which ones are those for yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, for me, like say, for instance, a guy that's new, maybe a new person that you met with, and you may think that they're not believers, but they're on the way. But they have some questions. Well, uh, one of the books that, that I, uh, More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, mm-hmm. was a, a book that I feel that can could be in your discipleship toolbox. Uh, another book... Uh, the Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer was a book that I've used with uh, with guys in, in my discipleship making. And I, I think a, a person who's going to disciple is going to be, almost be like a carpenter. You're listening to individuals where they are and trusting God to, okay, what 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 what, what I think might help them to the next step in their uh, walk toward Christ or their walk with Christ. And uh, and we're not discerning who's lost or saved, but listening to individual, because if you're going to be a disciple maker, you have to listen to where people are and then what God have used in your life, you share with them. Yeah, I've heard you say that several times now about you listened. You listened. I think, I think one of the things that keeps so many Christians shy is we feel like we got to show up with information or show up and, you know, take everything we've ever learned and dump it on somebody and, you know, like a mi- information dump. But, uh, what sounds like initially what you do is you just give people your attention. I think that's the biggest part of listening to where people are and showing interest and then giving things. And and not so much trying to make them become something, but being a friend to them and learning how to uh, just come alongside and share with them hmm. on some things. And uh, then there are some who may, may be rejected, but they're not rejecting the individual or you, or, but they're just not ready. So I, I just think discipleship is being a friend, coming alongside and meeting people where they are and uh, praying for them. Uh, I remember I was sharing with some guys, one thing I used to have was a hit list where, you know, your five most wanted. There's some people that, five people that you uh, uh, you would pray for because maybe... Uh, <laughs> um, a holy hit list. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yes, but it's hit list that you're just praying. You may be praying for these these individuals, some individuals that you have come in contact with, and you start praying for them. Um, there was a, a, I became a Christian, but there was a guy with CBMC, uh, Dave Hill, but Christian Benjamin Association, but I met him as during the offseason as a football player, and uh, I sold insurance for him. Uh, but uh, this was 1976. Uh, but he had prayed for me from 76 and, until 1980 and shared 
shared Christ with me. I came to Christ later, uh, some four years later. But How it, about that? But I came to find out that he had been praying for me, and he had shared um, Christ with me, but I didn't get it. But when I got, when I came to understand who Christ was, I went back to share with him. Oh, I understand what you were saying. So there's time that uh, you can begin to pray for for people, and then years later they may come. And so, why do we discount that so much as Christians? We say, I get, we just throw that word around. I'll pray for you, or and then we, some of us do, and some of us don't. And um, but we often don't give prayer the credit that it should deserve in this disciple making process, do we? Yeah, yeah, I, I think we don't, and and that's a that's a major thing, and that's what people have to realize. You can have a prayer list of individuals that you're praying for, that you know are lost, but you have, God has given you a passion for them. And so you uh, you can call it your hit list, but you're praying for them and trusting God for opportunities to share with them. And you may be praying for them, and you may not be the one. Dave yeah. Hill was not the one, hmm. but how much time? But he then after I came to Christ, he spent a number of time, uh, some time with me, help, helping me to memorize Scripture. Mm-hmm. But that was some three years later. How about that? Uh, after we first met. So I, I just think you're— so the timing's up to God, isn't it? Uh, your labor's not in vain in the Lord. So I think in our disciple-making process, we uh, must sow the seed and uh, some water, uh, some plant. God give the increase. Mm-hmm. But being faithful to walk and share your the message of Christ mm-hmm. uh, with individuals, and, uh, and I think that's the— to me, that's the pattern, because mm-hmm. he's making us fishes of men, and how we fish, uh, when we catch, um, we don't know. But uh, it's required, I've been told uh, again and again, it's required of a steward that a man be found faithful. So we're faithful to grow in, our, in grace and knowledge of Christ, mm-hmm. faithful to share the message of Christ, mm-hmm. faithful to pray for individuals as God bring them in our life, faithful to, to walk out our faith, uh, uh, faithful in sharing that we have not arrived, but we're walking with someone oh, yeah. Yeah, who, who've loved us and we, we know him, we're growing to know him, and we want to share him with others. And so I think that's the, that's the discipleship process. And, and Paul would say, he told, uh, the, I think it was the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. So as we grow in Christ, uh, those who we have the opportunity to influence, we want them to follow you as you follow Christ. And so I, I think that's the, the the pattern. We don't have a perfect way of doing things, but we have a perfect person that mm-hmm. we can uh, set before people, and we have a perfect scripture, uh, the Word of God, which is the Bible, and we trust God to take His Word and change people's lives. I like the, I like that you said we we don't have a perfect way of doing this. That is so true. Yeah. I've made as many mistakes in disciple making as I've done things right, and yet God still uh, in, in in His sovereignty. Has used the mistakes too. It seems like, but we don't have a perfect way. But we, but we do serve a perfect person, and we have a perfect book. I like that. Yeah, and 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 those messages, you know, and the power of the message. But I think the the heart uh, of individuals who want to share the faith and Jesus making us fishers of men that we take what He's done to us and we share, we share with individuals. And I, I do think that that the whole thing of discipleship is, is people understanding that God does the work, and He uses vessels, mm-hmm. uh, broken vessels, mm-hmm. vessels who uh, may, uh, not perfect, but uh, but vessels who are being perfected, mm-hmm. and ve- vessels who have come to rest their life on Jesus Christ, and vessels who are willing to share Christ with others. That's the willing, in it? Yeah, it's, it's, they're willing to share Christ with others, and willing to um, 
bring people to an understanding that just person Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners, uh, and so He saves sinners. Awesome. Yeah, and and we are, and, and we who are, are saints or sinners, been saved by the amazing grace of God. That's right. Yeah, and so that's. Uh, well, praise the Lord. You, um, I remember sitting in a restaurant with you, Wallace, and I asked you, this is my little um, fact finder question. I ask people who are in religious work or in any kind of, I'll always ask them, what's the best book on disciple making you've ever read? And I'm often surprised because I thought I had read most of them, but it seems like everybody has a different book that has been influential in their life. I mean, of course, beside the Bible. And I can remember sitting in that uh, that deli that day with you, and you telling me a book by Watchman Nee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Watchman Nee. I think Sit, Walk, and Stand. Sit, Walk, Stand. And then, and then the other one was A Normal Christian Life for the two, but but the one Sit, Walk, and Stand by Watchman Nee. What is it about that book that that made you answer that way? It was well, Nee took the the whole thing on. Uh, you sit first in Ephesians, seated seated in Christ, in heavenly places. And so it, it, it helped me to realize my position in Christ. You see it. And then you walk with Christ. You know? And so you, you, it's the walk in the Christian life. As you receive Christ Jesus, so walk in him. And then the, the, the fight thing was you stand. You stand in the victory. So it was, to me, it was a sim, sim, simple way of understanding my identity in Christ. And then the, the, um, uh, the person of Christ in me. And then I'm the walk with uh Mm-hmm. Walk with Christ, so that was very. That is a that yeah. is a powerful concept of yeah. being seated in Christ, identity, yeah. walking with Christ, yeah, formation. Yeah. I would say, and then standing firm in Christ. Right. If, but probably Ephesians six is, comes to my mind there. Of, That's what he's saying, yeah. with the with the armor of God. Yeah, and, and it, I think the the thing that helped me uh, with, and I like books like that because it it makes the disciple never serving for Christ, serving with Christ. Oh, boy, we labor together difference. with him. And so when we begin to see our Christian life, it's not doing something for him, uh, uh, but we labor with him. Paul said we labor together with him. Yeah. And so Christ in us is working in us and through us. And so when I began to continue to understand that it's not just me doing something for him, but he's doing something in me and the work of the Spirit of God is working through me. Gosh, that's so refreshing. Yeah, so it's, it's that intimacy that we have to continue to uh, fight for that yeah. intimacy with Christ, and and I think the the verse that have really helped me, and still I go back to is Galatians two twenty. I've been crucified with Christ, so there's that identity with Christ, and then nevertheless I live not I, but Christ lives in me. So this is indwelling of Christ, and then um, in the life which I now live, I live by faith, and so it becomes that relationship. And I think discipleship, even as we begin to disciple others, we're not trying to just get them to know things about Christ and know more about the Bible. We want them to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This person and his word helps us to grow. And Yeah, I was somewhere last Christmas and I heard a guy uh, say, I think he was quoting Sproul, and he said that the last century was the century of evangelism. It seemed like everybody, you know, it was the rise of Billy Graham and the arenas and the come to know Jesus and the seeker movement. And he he said, though, that he felt like the presence of God had told him that the next century is going to be the century of disciple-making, uh-huh. of the maturing in Christ, and um, not just the focus on coming to Christ, but growing in Christ. I, I actually see all of that as as what a disciple is. It's a it's that identity in Christ, but then it's also the forming and then the sharing 
yeah. uh, with others. I don't think you can compartmentalize those out like some people uh, try to do. Yeah, I don't think, because sometimes we want to, like you say, compartmentalize things. But yeah. I think it the whole come there. And then you may be in season. It's like when you look at a football game, there's four quarters. Mm-hmm. But you can't compartmentalize the game. You know, but you have to find sometimes find out where you are. And I think a good disciple maker try to find out the person that they're seeking to minister. Where is that person? Yeah. You know, and and then you'll be able to uh, try to with prayer and things that you've seen that the Lord have used in your life or other people alive, and you share that with them. That's such a good point because one of the questions I get from people that are trying to get into disciple making or grow in it is, "What do I do?" Mm-hmm. Like, there's this magic curriculum or there's this magic. Uh, formula or book out there that if you'll start them at step one and go to step ten, then everything will be fine. But but what I'm hearing you say, and I, I resonate with it, is we got to listen and find out what the next step for that person is. Yes. It's not what I think it is uh, without getting to know them. It's, it's through observation and, and learning what what was what's the next thing they need to know. And then I just pull from my toolbox of things to give that to them. Yes. To help them, and so this this book that you mentioned, the Sit Walk Stand, uh, the Christian Life, Watchman Nee, uh, several of the others that you've mentioned too. I can um, uh, the worship one. Uh, he's got a stack of books here in front of him that that he's brought. I asked him to that meant a lot to him. Um, for those of you listening, but what's that book that you're holding there? Walsh? Yeah, this is uh, Joseph Carroll's book on how to worship Jesus Christ. Um, um, worship. You know, people understanding how to just to worship Christ because the the Christian life becomes a life of worship. Uh, um, well, many of us would say, "Well, you just go to church and sing, right?" Yeah, well, see, that's a worship <laughs> service, and and so it, it becomes. Um, I think Jesus told the woman at the well, um, "The Father look for those who will worship Him in spirit and truth." So worship becomes a a a intimate uh, life of fellowship with with Jesus Christ through God with Jesus Christ. Uh, with God through Jesus Christ, but you worship in the person of Christ, and it becomes a uh, uh, cultivating intimacy uh, mm-hmm. with Him. So I think worship becomes something that more than some event of going to church service, it becomes a relationship development. Uh, cultivating intimacy yeah. with Christ. Yeah, that's that is. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, and I, I think that's the whole thing with with you growing in in the grace and knowledge, and you're growing in intimacy and love with Him. Uh, understanding his love for you, and so, and I think that's the ongoing process. And I think that's the key thing in discipleship: that as we come to the Word, that we're having people realize you you're cultivating a relationship using the Word. The Spirit of God is helping you to know this person mm-hmm. and worshiping Him and growing in your in love for Him. Mm. And 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 then in love, uh, it helps us to learn to obey Him more. Yeah. And, and so I I do think that's that's one of the things I I, I learned from people I've. I've uh, spend time with that it was more than just doing something for Christ it's learning to do things with Christ and to do it because of the love of Christ constrain you you know you've been and that's what Paul I think told the Corinthians the love of Christ constrains us yeah. we thus judge that one died for us and that all died and he died for us that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves so it becomes a cultivating of love and then there's a flow of love and not that you arrive but right. it's a course that we uh, we're still on course on course and and god brings us in places with uh with with uh, with people who are uh, not as far as we are mm-hmm. and sometimes he brings me i'm i'm at a place that uh, i look to some other people sometimes to help me to go on because i'm at a stage of growth i 
farther than I used to be, but then there's growth to go on. And so God brings other people in my life to mm-hmm. help me to grow on. And so it's a, it's a continuous growing uh, and a continued reproducing. Yeah. And, uh, and so the Church of Jesus Christ, she's, you know, and then learning, helping the next generation, helping uh, um, the next generation, young people, understand that yeah. Christianity is not something, or it's not another religion. It's exalting this person. Yeah. You know, there seems to be, in the people that I speak with, kind of a sense of despair mm-hmm. about the next generation, mm-hmm. about young people, about um, Christianity declining in America. Um, and I wonder, I, you know, I wonder, does that despair defeat us, uh, you know, drive us into um, uh, a loss of energy and passion like you talked about earlier? Or does it challenge us to, to do even greater things with Christ? Uh, and so I know in your work, um, working with a lot of athletes like you have in the past, I can only imagine that the training camp, so to speak, or the feeder programs, if you will, are important to, to an organization. And so for the church to just sit back and complain about young people not being as involved is a mistake. Yeah. We need I, to be meeting people where they are. Yeah, because there's, there's challenges for every generation. And I, I just think the, the challenge that we see out there, we've got to find out how can we engage them or some things, and uh, may God need, need to raise up some Jeremiah's mm-hmm. uh, who weep, and because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there's the Daniels out there, and and uh, Daniels three, you know, the, the three friends of Daniel. So I just think that uh, when I when we see things are happening and the challenge our young people are having, uh, if we we who know been a little further in the Lord is to begin to pray and find ways to engage them, and uh, and uh, trust God to bring revival. But I, I don't. Well, the same questions there you were asking are the same questions they're asking now. Yes, I think, and you know, what is God's purpose for my life? You know, what I don't have an answer to death. Yeah. Uh, you used the term earlier on that truth started attacking my mind. I love that. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's where you, you find the apologist kids sometimes today. Young people want to know the questions, and that's why Josh McDowell was a book years ago that people use. You know, mm-hmm. more than a carpenter. So there are questions today. And sometimes there are uh, apologetic questions that we, uh, and even though apologetics is not going to uh, convert a person, but it does help them to get over a mental hump. Mm. So being able to have an a, apologetic tool to help this person mm-hmm. who has a real serious question to think through some things. And, yeah. put, and that may push them, as I would say, push them down the road a little farther. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think we need to uh, be willing to, uh, to listen uh, find out what tools out there, and then finding out, answering, trying to answer some of the questions that they they may have. Now, I, I do believe the only one that can convert a person is is the Spirit of God. He has to regenerate. Right. But I do I do need to have uh, be willing to give tools to help people who have sincere questions, help yeah. them to get through those questions. And sometimes getting through those questions can have them to come to really uh, hear uh, the message in a more clear way. Well, those tools you're talking about, we on our website, uh, 419disciplemakers.org, we have a ton of free resources on there, papers, articles, books, yeah. outlines, studies, videos that you can go to and you can uh, gain, uh, you can find uh, some some uh, resources to help you in your disciple-making with other people, but the message is still the same. Discipleship is about relationship. Yes. And if you don't have the relationship with the person, it doesn't matter what kind of content you have, it's not going to transform their life like 
a a content-based relationship, which is what disciple-making, I think, is, and it's transforming. Wallace, I, you, uh, thank you for being on with us today. You know, the thing that really struck me about you was um, we had you come a year or so ago and, and speak at our conference here at the church at Mount Pisgah, and I remember watching uh, some of these heroes of my Falcons from the past that all showed up uh, while you were speaking, and I don't even think you knew they were all coming. Um, but guys that I used to watch run over people like um, like uh, William Andrews mm-hmm. and uh, and Lynn Kane yeah. and uh, Floyd Hodges was there I believe and yeah. Stacy Bailey and there was there was so many and I remember asking um, one of them who lives in in uh, California now actually and I said oh my gosh you came to our conference here in Atlanta all the way from California and uh, he said well it was Wallace. And uh, he said, if Wallace was speaking, I was going to come hear him. And I thought, my goodness, for a fella to do that, you must have really impacted his life. Well, Lynn and I um, played together, and as you well know, and, and, and William. But uh, it was five years that um, uh, I spent in a discipleship uh, Bible study that I had at my office with, uh, with these guys. How and we just, we just— uh, Got together and on Tuesday night with them and with several other men. Some wasn't football players, but we went through a a time of of, of which I call a Bible study discipleship. But we began to go through a book, Gospel of John, and then we start using some of the material that I'm, I'm talking about, worship Jesus Christ. But we began to glean through truths, answering questions. I'm answering some of the questions that they may have had that I had at one time, mm-hmm. and so we grew together. And then when we had this this conference over here, I invited them to come and. Um, and, and they came. They came, but we had built relationship and right. uh, and relationship that helped them to grow. And I was sharing with them what I had learned, and so it, it, it so it became a bond away from football. Yeah, and uh, and so that's what I tell people to do: find men, uh, find some young boys, or or if it's a lady, find some girls, and begin to uh, study something together and grow together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And then I invited them to this conference uh, so that they can come and. And uh, they were uh, some of the men that uh, we grew together, yeah. and I was discipling them in what I had learned, mm-hmm. uh, and then they were sharing with others, and so that was it. It yeah. was a testimony to your relationship that you had built with them, which which was in Christ. And it was beyond football, in my opinion. Yes. They weren't coming because you were uh, Wallace Francis, the football player. They were coming because you were Wallace Francis, their disciple maker. Yeah, and they, and we had become friends through the scripture and love. And I think, as you know, building relationship with people is so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there are people uh, today want to have relationship. And so as we develop relationship and begin to share life, I think folks are open. This is a day where, as you well know, people will get on texts and things like that. But being able to have one-on-one relationship, yeah. that's getting less and less. And so I think we have to be more intentional about how can I get next to a person and we begin to share life on life. And I think that's, you, relationships are important, but you, uh, relationship on, on a phone is not always a relationship. Face-to-face, bodily contact, I think uh, that's um, that's rich, rich way. Well, we are um, today, if you've been listening to this podcast, you have been blessed. You've been listening to a pro uh, not just a pro football player, but a pro disciple maker. And Wallace, what encouragement would you give that person out there who's listening and they're either on the fence of, could God use me uh, to disciple another person in Christ? Or maybe they're, uh, have a, 
they are discipling people one-on-one or in a group, and they're kind of in that sophomore slump, we call it, mm-hmm. uh, where they're starting to get discouraged. What kind of encouragement would you give them today? Well, I, I just I would I would tell them that don't grow weary in well doing. Uh, there is the the battle sometime where you discourage or you stretch, but in those time it, you go back and and I find myself going back and and thanking God that He is able to help me to grow on. And so I, I think when people are dry like that, then go back as I tell them worship, uh, ask mm. God to strengthen me to to go on. So we know God wants us to share our faith. So I don't want to do it in a legalistic way. I don't want to be discouraged and say, well, I can't do it. Because he said, I will make you fishes of men. Right. So it's not so much my becoming on my own, but he's going to do it. So I come back to a place mm-hmm. of dependency. It's a, it's a, for all disciple makers, even people who have been ministering for 30 years, if we lose the, that I have to be consciously dependent upon the person of Christ in me. Yeah. Not so much what I know, but the one who's in me. And yeah. then so, so I think the, uh, I would, people who are discouraged, I would say, don't be discouraged. Um, uh, but realize that one who's in you will strengthen you to do it. What a great encouragement. We uh, we don't have a perfect plan, but we serve a perfect God. There's no doubt about that. Well, thank you for being on with us, Wallace. I can't thank you enough for uh, the wisdom that you've shared with me personally, but also with our listeners today. And um, you are, um, uh, being you're an NFL guy, uh, let me go ahead and put you on the spot and ask for your Super Bowl pick for uh, for this year. Who you got in mind? Well, you know I'm going to pick the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We've already yeah. now we've got it in yeah. right. All right. We got no. it. But I, I I I don't know. I just hope our my our Falcons are a lot better uh, this year. I think they're uh, they're shooting for it. So I I don't know who's going to be the because uh, I'm not kept up with the off season who made trades and things like yeah. that. But uh, but one 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 player here or there can change a team around. So, yeah. Well, like you said, an injury can make a big difference too, right? Yes. Just one injury here or there, like happened with your brothers and things. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I I do hope the Falcons come back. And, well, uh, let's just go ahead and let's just agree on that. Yeah. Right let's, now. let's let let them uh, go. Rise and, but up. I I think they're well and. Uh, so let's hope they come in it. Uh, we don't we don't want to get to the playoff. I think the Falcons, at least Atlanta fans, are ready and been waiting for a Super Bowl champion, and we long overdue. We've gotten close two times, but I think uh, our day is coming. Well, you heard it here, folks, on the Four Nineteen Disciple Maker Podcast. The Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl. According to Wallace France. Wallace, <laughs> thank you for coming today. God bless you, my friend. If you'd like to get in touch with Wallace, uh, we can give you his uh, information if you have specific uh, questions or you'd like for him to come and speak and share what he's doing. Uh, more than happy to. Just contact us through the 419 website, and uh, we will connect the two of you. Thank you, Wallace. God bless you, my friend. Thank you very much, Mark. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.